0: Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. I was thinking... I was thinking when I was growing up I used to like to play the game of checkers and I used to play one of my older cousins and time after time she would beat me she kept beating me and beating me and beating me and so in my mind I was thinking you have won again and that's what the enemy is saying to the Lord you have won again I thought I had him or I thought I had her but you have won again. Let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise for, for just winning. We uh we had two other um militaries that we didn't get to acknowledge. Um Miss Felicia, she's here if you were staying. Miss Felicia. Thank you for your service. And then they told me my, my uh TNT, old TNT uh Remember, Miss Shamadia, they said she was in the building. <clears throat> Let's give her a hand clap. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you for the day, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you. Lord, we ask you to just have your way today. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. The year was 1987. On this day, the 24th day of December, over 30 years ago, matter of fact it was 30 years ago, I had great expectations. Today being Christmas Eve was a day of preparation for Christmas day. People doing last minute shopping, kids were excited about what they were going to receive on Christmas morning. This was a great day for expectation. This was a day of hope. Essentially, young folk was putting their faith to the test. We trust that mama is going to get me whatever I ask for this Christmas. That Teddy Ruxpin, I'm trusting that my mama and daddy is going to get me that scooter. I'm trusting that my mama or my parents is going to get me that bicycle, that pair of roller skates. I'm trusting that my parents would do what they say they're going to do. So me being eight years old at the time. I was super excited. I remember friends asking me, what you going to get? What you going to get? You going to get a go-kart? You going to get a scooter? You going to get some skates? Uh, not a Barbie Dreamhouse, but Barbie Dreamhouses, Teddy Ruxpin bicycles. These items were all on Christmas lists all over the United States in 1987. But the gift I was looking forward to in 1987 was the Nintendo NES system. See, before, this was way before PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones, way before Samsung Galaxies and iPhone Xs. The Nintendo gaming system was the gift that everyone wanted, especially me. I didn't care about the bicycles. I didn't care about the clothes. All that stuff didn't matter. All I wanted for Christmas was a Nintendo. See, I had hope. I had great expectation that I was going to get that gift. So when I woke up Christmas morning and I was so excited, not because of the birth of Jesus, not because the Savior of the world was born. See, that was the true meaning of, of Christmas. I was excited because I had a Nintendo up under the Christmas tree. See, 30 years ago, I got it all wrong. I took my focus off what the prophet Isaiah prophesied about the birth, the virgin giving birth to the Messiah. See, in 2017, the media and TV is getting it all wrong. They focus more on Santa than the Savior. They put more emphasis on reindeer than the one who reigns supreme. See, Isaiah got it right. He said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and give birth. That's the true meaning of Christmas. Christ coming to earth and dying for the sins of mankind. I'm reminded of a cartoon stating we will tell you the true meaning of Christmas they said that Christmas they said Christmas but they said the true meaning of Christmas is Santa bringing gifts under the tree nope I'm sorry Disney you got it all wrong that is not the true meaning of Christmas the virgin will conceive and give birth and we shall call his name Emmanuel which means God is with us not Santa is with us God is with us See, I was more excited about stuff than the Savior. I was more concerned about playing the gaming system than what the prophet said. Young people, do you fall into that category? You would rather have an iPhone X than have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Adults, would you rather have stuff than a relationship with Jesus Christ? Would you have, rather have the Beats by Dre's than a relationship with Jesus Christ? See, I don't know what happened to that stuff I got in 1987. Amen. Amen. I don't know where that Nintendo is, but I do know what happened when I came into a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. There was a change. I put my hope in Jesus. When I put my trust in Jesus, I ain't worried about a thing. See, I got tired of blowing the Nintendo cartridges and making sure that it worked. That chain will eventually pop off that bicycle. The batteries will eventually go dead in that Teddy but. Aren't you glad that Jesus is our everlasting Father? Aren't you glad that his power never runs out? Power to deliver, power to set free, power to move mountains, power to calm the storms, power to make no ways out of ways, make ways out of no ways. So I can never get tired of praising the Lord. I can never get tired of lifting up my hands. I can never get tired of telling the Lord, thank you, Jesus, because he has been so good to us. Where would we be if it had not been for Jesus? Jesus on our side I thank the Lord for deliverance some of you all would still be out on the streets if it wasn't for Jesus with a a, a needle in your arm we go down to the prison and sometimes we tell the guys the only difference between us and you all is that y'all got caught that's the only difference You got away with the DWI. And they did it. See, I'm going to put my hope in Jesus Christ and nothing less. Thank you, Lord. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Some of you all are looking at me like this had nothing to do with Christmas. And what do these scriptures have to do with about worrying? And I'm glad you asked. If you look at these two verses of scripture, you will find the children of Israel caught in a the quandary. They are always in a cycle of sin. They get captured. They cry out to God. He delivered them. Then they go out whoring around with little guys. They do it again. God, God delivered them and they repeat. God delivered them and they repeat. They keep doing it. We see the prophet Isaiah giving us hope in the form of the Messiah, the, the one who would take on the sins of mankind. The one that will get us right and right standing. Back and right standing with God. The one who will break us from the bondage of sin. Yeah. Similar to what we got going on in the church today. We are yeah. hoeing around with little guys of fornication. Amen. The little guys of pornography. The little guys of adultery. The little guys of lying and cheating. You name it. We are doing it. Yeah. Then we cry to God. Yeah. Big God, you are the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. I need your help. He delivered you. He set you free the next week. You on Pornhub.com. Then you chasing women. That isn't your wife. You shacking up. You in the club. You trying to fornicate. We need to break the cycle. Young folk, you talking back to your parents. I'm trying to tell you why you needed a virgin birth. Because we were messed up. Some of us are still messed up. But there was hope in the form of the prophecy. Isaiah 7 and 14 tells us, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bury a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Virgins don't give birth. That in itself is miraculous. The name Emmanuel lets us know that God will be with us as a protector. Say for instance, you had young, younger siblings, and growing up, if they had a problem, I had a problem. I had I had a younger brother, and if he had a problem, then I had a problem. I remember he sent me a text message. I was I I probably was coming to church here, and uh, I had I was home for the um for the for the uh, I had just probably moved to Georgia, and I was home for the weekend. And it came home on a Friday and he sent me a text and he was like, man, uh, these guys trying to jump me at school. So I was still, you know, teeter-tottering. <laughs> I was still teeter-tottering in the world. So I went up to the school. And they ain't messing with my brother no more. That's how God is. He is our protector. When we get in trouble, He's right there with us. But there is a difference between me and God. I'm not omni-nothing. Amen. Amen. So if God is with us, that means he is with us. Amen. While it's raining, he is with us. Amen. While the sun is out, he is with us. Amen. While you ain't got no money in the bank, he is with us. When your bank account is in the negative, he is with you. Amen. If you looked at the beginning of chapter 7, God asked Ahaz, ask whatever you want. Ask for a sign of a- and Ahaz wouldn't. He didn't want to test God. So God said, hey, I got one for you. It's never been done and never will be duplicated and never will happen again. Behold, the virgin, one that hasn't had sexual intercourse, intercourse will conceive a child. Wow! how would you respond if you heard that? God, that's impossible. But the God that we serve makes the impossible possible. He makes the unreachable reachable. You thought you wasn't going to get through 2017, but now you you at the finish line now, heading into 2018 with momentum. Some of you thought you wasn't going to pass that math class, that accounting class, that chemistry class, that biology class. Some of you thought you was going to get fired from your job all the time you came in late and called in sick. But by God's grace, it was God's grace that kept you on your job. It was God's grace that kept you from cursing your your boss out. None of y'all want to do that. It was God's grace keeping you. You thought it was impossible to get through, but God made that thing possible. That sickness, he made it possible. Doctor said it couldn't be done, but God said it can Georgia Power said he about to cut your lights off, but God said keep them on. The teacher said you are going to fail, but God said you will pass. I know you all want reindeer, but but aren't you glad that that the God that you serve does extraordinary things to ordinary people? So we first see God doing a miraculous sign, a virgin conceiving. So if the God we serve makes the impossible possible, why are you worrying about your son or daughter? Why are you worrying about your grandkids? Why are you worrying about if you're going to make ends meet? You pray for the job. God provided you. Don't you know that God will make a means? For you to get there. No need. I ain't got gas to put in my car. The Lord will open up a door. Somebody just bless you out the blue. No need to pay me back. I was up all night worrying that God is already telling somebody to get some sleep. I got you. Don't you worry about a thing. As we continue to look at Isaiah, we secondly thank God for the for the nevertheless. Isaiah 8, 22, uh, 23, and verses, um, chapter 9, verse 1 tells us that they will pass through it hard pressed and hungry, and this shall happen when they are hungry, they will be enraged and curse the king and their guy and look upward. Then they will look to the earth and see trouble, darkness, gloom, and anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. We find in chapter uh, 9 that the children of Israel were caught up in another, I mean, chapter 8, that the children of Israel were caught up in another sin cycle. They would rather consult mediums and psychics Than call on the Lord their God See let's start there Some of you all are in chapter 8 But but, but, but there is a chapter 9 Amen. See some of you made mistakes You were disobedient But God is giving you another chance To turn the page See in chapter 9 starting at verse 1 It says nevertheless The gloom will not be upon her Who is distressed Somebody say nevertheless Amen. I'm in this situation but nevertheless God made a way out of no way. Lost a loved one, but nevertheless, I found a friend in Jesus. Nevertheless can be defined defined as in spite of, however. So let's put nevertheless in a sentence. I I received a letter in the mail from Georgia Power stating they were going to cut my power off. Nevertheless, God had a ram in the bush, and I was able to pay the light bill. Cancer raised his ugly head. In spite of, I'm sorry, nevertheless, God is a healer. Yeah. Tuition, and do don't know where the money coming from. However, God kept you in school. Smoked, don't chase women, snorted cocaine, lied, cheated, stole. But however, God in his infinite wisdom decided to save a wretch like us. I thank God for the in spite of. I thank God for the nevertheless. I thank God for the however. In spite of drinking, I don't have cirrhosis of the liver. In spite of smoking cigarettes, I don't have lung cancer. All the bad decisions that I made growing up, I'm thankful that God decided to pluck me out, the muck and the mire clay. I thank you, Lord, for the nevertheless. In spite of your gas tank on E, you still made it to church. Somebody might be in a gloomy situation. Some of you might be in a distressful situation, but thank God for the nevertheless. The children, for, the children of Israel, was was uh, they didn't know the word nevertheless in spite of. However, um, I'm sorry. Nevertheless, in spite of, however, are adverbs. Adverbs for my English students are modifiers. Modifiers change what was previously stated. So if I'm saying I had a bad day, however, that means whatever was stated before has changed. What do you expect? I'm going to say, however, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. So this modified, this adverb changed the whole situation in Isaiah chapter eight and nine, from gloomy to glory. They made some wrong choices in life, but God still decided to save them all. throughout throughout the whole Bible people denied the power of God but God still saved we was a wretch undone but God still saved us thank you Lord we all was in a bad place but God so we firstly saw that there is no need to worry about a thing because God gives us hope Secondly, we thank God for the nevertheless. And lastly, you don't have to worry because we are beneficiaries to a promise. See, once me and Kalea got married, some changes had to be made. And one of the changes that had to be made was I was no longer single. I was married now. (laughs) So I had to go into my personal work profile and make some changes. So instead of checking single, I had to check the box, married. But I wasn't finished. They had a box called beneficiaries. If something was to happen to you, where you're, uh, to me, um, where was my life insurance going to go? Where was my 401k going to go? <laughs> Kalea Lee is my beneficiary. <laughs> and if something happens to both of us It's going to go to Maurice and Brader So essentially they are all part of the promise Beneficiaries can be defined as a person or group That receive benefits, profits, or advantages A person designated as a recipient of funds Or other property under a will of trust Benefits are something that is advantageous or good As one made to help someone when my when my when my grandma was growing up, um, she worked for a doctor, um, Doctor Hoskins, and I didn't know Doctor Hoskins. He passed away when I was about five years old, and if I get emotional, um, my grandma tells the story that when he passed away, they called her and said, "Uh, I need you to come to this lawyer's office. The doctor left you something." So for over Thirty years each month. My grandma been getting a check for somebody that's been passed away. Mm-hmm. She was the beneficiary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, I don't know the date that Mary gave birth to Jesus, but I do know it took over seven hundred years for the prophecy of Isaiah to be fulfilled. I don't know once Jesus entered on the scene that I became, I do know that once Jesus entered on the scene that I became a beneficiary. See, in Isaiah 9 and 6 tells us that we, that what we are benefits of, Jesus has to offer, what benefits Jesus has to offer. Tell us, Isaiah, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. One benefit except that Jesus as Lord and Savior is that he is a Wonderful Counselor. Some versions separate... Wonderful and counselor, but I'm going to put it together. When you are going through, aren't you glad that you have someone that you can call on for the next move that you're going to make that will give you sound advice? Ain't it good to get advice from someone who knows everything? Ain't it good to get advice from someone who cares about your well-being? Ain't it good to get advice from someone that is wonderful? He is our mediator. He intercedes on our behalf consistently. Aren't you glad about it? Isaiah goes on to tell us that Jesus is our mighty God. Mighty, 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 powerful God. See, we can benefit from God's might. We can, we can benefit from God's power. See, I know I'm not as strong as I was in high school. My strength has deteriorated. Why? Because I haven't been working out. But God still has the same power that he had in the beginning. And he'll still have the same power in the end. Thank you, Jesus. He is a god he is the guy of. Uh, he is God, He is one with the Father. Matter of fact, he is our everlasting Father. There is a battery called Everlast, but that's false advertisement. See the truth of the matter: Jesus is our only everlasting Father. What a benefit that our Father would never leave you nor forsake you. What a benefit to have the Prince of Peace on your side, no matter what you're going through. There is enough peace for everybody. Peace in the morning, peace at lunchtime, peace at nighttime. Jesus is giving you peace on the job. Jesus is giving you peace in your home. Jesus is giving you peace. He has enough peace for everybody. God is saying peace for everybody. That's what we used to say when we was drinking. Drinks for everybody. But God is saying peace for everybody. So why are we worried? He is our counselor. He is our mighty God. He is our everlasting Father. Nothing slips through the cracks on God. He is our Prince of Peace. That by sums it up. Every situation we can come across, God had a solution. He told Ahaz, it doesn't matter how hard it is, it will come to pass. We don't have to worry about a thing. God in his infinite wisdom sent his son born of a virgin. Isaiah 74 led a sinless life but died a horrific death for the sins of mankind. But I can only imagine the thoughts that was going through Jesus' head while he was carrying that old rugged cross. B. Lee is going to mess up. She is going to mess up. Make some mistakes. They going to mess up. He is going to make some mistakes. See the weight of the world was on his shoulders but God in a still small voice said, told Jesus don't you worry about a thing so with confidence he endured the shame so with confidence he endured the ridicule for you and me we can learn from him that even if you get to a tough situation that we can lean on Jesus we don't have to worry because God is with us and that's what Christmas is all about as you stand to your feet Don't you worry about a thing. Jesus came from 40 and two generations to to ensure that that promise was kept. If you look at at Matthew chapter 1, you see the genealogy of Jesus. It it starts with Abraham and ends with Joseph. And Jesus. It, it, uh, it was purpose. God had a purpose for Jesus to come through all those generations for the Messiah. God has a purpose for each and every one of you all's life. It ain't about gifts, or oh, it is about the gift. It's about the gift, the free gift of eternal life that only Jesus Christ can give. That's the real meaning of Christmas. Jesus born of a virgin for you and for me. He died so we wouldn't have to. He died so we would have the right to eternal life. Aren't you glad about it? Aren't you glad that Jesus came to take on the sins Of mankind, not just my sins, each and every one of our sins. He led a sinless life. As the ministers take their positions, for those of you all that that think Christmas is all about Santa Claus and reindeers and iPhone tens, Teddy Ruxpins, it's about Jesus. Our wonderful counselor, our prince of peace. If you're wrestling with something, Jesus is the only one that can fix it. If you're losing sleep at night, Jesus is the only one that can help you out. And if you don't have a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, you're lost. But you have that opportunity right now to be found. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.